Welcome to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning workshop whisperer podcast as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Thanks to platinum sponsor Podium, titanium sponsor Mechanic Desk and diamond sponsor Ventivir. Whispering Loudly with Richard Phillips, the Director of Service Programs Australia today, which are software products for the aftermarket, focused on improving customer experience and saving workshops time. Hello, Richard. How are you? Hey, Richard. Good, thank you. How are you? I'm well, this is a really good setup, so I'm looking forward to it. Thanks yes. for the invite. No, thank you so much for joining me. And it's rare that I uh, get to have somebody live in person here with me in the studio. So I guess us Novacastrians, we've got it all going on today. Newcastle kids. Yes. That's right. Very good. Well, let's jump straight to it because I know that our listeners are keen to hear some insights from your experience in your years in the aftermarket. And what I'd love to know, based on how many workshops you visit, how many workshop owners you speak with, what do you think the issues are that are facing independent auto repair shops and how have they changed over the last five years? I think from our perspective, we focus solely on the front of house of an independent workshop. So we don't get involved with workshops and the technical side of things. We're all about what happens at the front. And from that perspective, I think the biggest change in the last few years, and it doesn't stop, it's still happening, is customers have changed. Customers are more demanding they're more sophisticated they require more information before they buy anything before they spend money on anything and they're also time poor you know they're all very very busy people now we're all very busy we're all very time poor so they're looking for convenience so they're looking for things that will speed up the process convenience features so convenient ways of booking a service paying for the service things like that are really important and they require more information so they're used to very quick and efficient digital experiences in the rest of their retail life and they expect the same sort of experience with car service and repair and as an industry we've been quite slow to keep up with that change and the example I always use is I've got an 11 year old daughter she recently talked me into downloading the well-known pizza brand app and that app when you're ordering a $15 pizza tells you when your order's been received it confirms your order and it tells you each step of the pizza process it tells you when they're making it when it's in the oven, when it's out of the oven, when it's in the box, and you can track the delivery to your front door. And these are the experiences that customers are having day in, day out. And they're ones that we need to start replicating when they bring their car to us for a service as well. Definitely. So what do you think the biggest enemy is at the moment of the independent repairer? Probably whatever business you run, the biggest enemy internally is your own complacency, I think. It's uh, thinking that you're doing everything okay because... You know, even if you don't have any dramas in a business, you might fall into the trap of thinking that everything's okay. The thing about modern customers is they're very, very quick to move on. They're not as loyal as they used to be. So it's much more difficult to get them to give you feedback now face to face. So I think if you get complacent, you can lose customers sometimes without knowing it. Mm. So I think it's very important you keep a check on your customer satisfaction and customer experience, not from your point of view as a business owner, but from the customer's point of view. You know, constantly audit your business to measure yourself on how you think you're doing against not just other businesses in auto repair, but other businesses that they're dealing with day in, day out throughout their daily lives. And I think one of the challenges probably that we're going to start to see over the next few years here is probably new car service plans. I think they could be quite challenging for the independent aftermarket moving forward. I think they're quite some way off yet here in Australia and they are appearing, but they tend to be limited to prestige cars right now. But I think moving forward, it's worth thinking about what the challenges are related to service plans. Service plans, of course, being when you, a consumer buys a brand new car, 
And as part of the sales price, they buy an add-on service pack of $800, $1,200 worth of servicing, effectively. Mm. And that covers them for free visits back to the dealership for sometimes three, sometimes five years. And it literally locks the vehicle into the dealership. Mm. They're very popular in Europe. They will come here. They are here in the prestige brands, but... You know, I think it's worth being aware of them at least. Given that new car sales have been in decline here for at least the last three years and the average age of a car on the Australian road at the moment is 9.1 years, would you agree that perhaps the independent could afford to stay out of the new car market and focus on those older cars where upsells on repairs are more likely? Definitely, definitely. And, and my view is always with external challenges sometimes – it is best to just be prepared, do what you do really, really well and just sit it out. Mm. It's certainly not chase after the rabbit, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of the idea that you adapt around what you can affect, not what you can't affect. So, yeah, look, I wholeheartedly agree. Don't panic. Just focus on doing what you do really, really well. Sit it out and you'll be fine. And I think also to touch on your point where you were saying that the biggest enemy internally may be themselves is to remember that internally inside the business, there are so many things that we can improve before we even need to go and look for another customer. Let's work on those things, get them humming, make sure we maximise the opportunity on each vehicle. That's cheaper than spending money going and playing in the new car market, trying to find new customers or whatever market. Yeah, it is. And, well. I, and look, I'll give you an example of that. One of the things that we're focused on is we're always trying to get independent workshops, particularly to focus on front of house. You know, historically they've always focused on workshop diagnostic issues having the right equipment having proper training we're very very much now communicating the idea that workshops can massively improve their businesses by focusing on the front of house as a separate business unit not just as the bit of the business that has the front door where people walk into the building but treat it as a fully functioning key critical business unit take a smoke out and review us on your apple podcast app or wherever you listen. So just for the benefit of our listeners that may not be aware of the name Service Programs Australia, what are the programs that Service Programs Australia offers? Um, our big two, historically the biggest one has been Vehicle Visuals, which is a, a service and repair animation library that does a number of things actually. It helps save front of our service receptionist an awful lot of time. Um, it's quite scary actually if you add it up in dollar value, the amount of time front of house staff in workshops spend explaining complex repairs to people that don't don't know anything about cars over the telephone. It, none of that time can be charged. Mm. So Vehicle Visuals is an animated library of service and repair animations that helps the customer understand what it is we want to do with the vehicle, and it helps service advisors explain the need for necessary additional service and repairs. And we've just launched a product called VB Garage, which is uh, really exciting. It's a branded app. It's individually customised and branded for workshops. It's a smartphone and Android phone app. It's a free download to workshop subscribing workshop customers' phones. And it allows a number of things. It allows customers to book a service appointment 24-7 through the app on their smartphone. It allows workshops to communicate with their customers 24 hours a day, seven days a week, with everything from opening times during the Easter holidays to service promotions. If they have uh, service offers or promotions they want to communicate, they can now send it as a push notification direct as a marketing message to the smartphone on the customer's apps. And the app contains a whole host of tools that are useful for the motorist. Like, uh, for example, there's a warning light library in there where if the customer's driving along and they say, warning light, come on, they can check in the app 
what system it relates to and, and whether it's urgent or not. So, so they're, they're our biggest two products. We've got others in the library and others coming, but they're our big two, yeah. VV Garage sounds very much like the digital convenience experience that you mentioned way back at the start of this podcast when you're talking about what customers expect these days or what they receive in other industries. Yeah, it's been something uh, that we've wanted to do for some time. It took a little bit longer to develop than we thought, but we've really wanted to do it for quite some time now because not least from the workshop perspective, it's it's really important that we keep in touch with our customers between these really long service intervals now, you know, 12-month intervals, yep. 18 months, two years for some European vehicles. You know, customers can go cold, and that's when the loyalty starts to wobble. So it's really important to maintain touch points with your customers between those really long intervals, and, and the VB Garage app is a really, really good way of doing that. I think we both agree that technology and software for our auto repair shops is something to be embraced And I think we've just discussed how your platforms really can help the average shop. Is there anything that you'd add to what you've already said about how it might help them make gains in customer experience or profitability even? Yeah, particularly profitability. I mean, customer experience really boils down to the fact that uh, it will keep your customers happy and coming back. But Vehicle Visuals is proven over years now to improve service profitability through the increased parts and labour sales that you get from I mean, essentially, a customer won't now, a modern consumer won't now agree to a repair, really, unless they fully understand what's involved. Mm. And even if you've got a business where you've got, you know, long-term loyalty over decades, and even if most of your customers would say yes to your recommendations, I still say, even if they would have said yes, isn't it better that they understand what they've said yes to? from an experience and satisfaction point of view, if they go away understanding what you've said. So Richard, let me ask you, in your vast experience in the industry, and that just brought a, a little smile to your face, I certainly don't mean that you know, you've been around since Jesus was a boy, but <laughs> you, know, you have a, an, an extraordinary amount of experience in the auto aftermarket. What would be your number one profitability tip? Sticking with our focus, which is front of house in automotive repair, businesses i'm a i'm a big fan um generally in systems and processes so having recognized and formal systems and processes for everything um that just helps keep things um even um and consistent so um i'm a big fan of the idea that workshops have um a set process for um uh reporting and upselling genuine additional work uh, in exactly the same way that a good diagnostic technician has uh, a set procedure and often a written down procedure for uh, diagnostics, um, make sure that the front of house people have exactly the same set procedure for um, reporting, communicating and physically upselling additional work required. Um, and, and as I say, write it down. It's really important you write it down. And um, in line with that, have... Um, a customer experience champion as well. Have a service advisor role that is dedicated to a particular individual that writes those processes because they understand the, the procedures for themselves. And that means that if that person is off for the day or takes a holiday, there's somebody else that can stop, that can step in and pick up the mantle and work to them, those same processes. It's interesting in terms of customer service and, and customer feedback that millennials in particular, the more you remove human beings from a service process, the happier millennials are. And the reason for that is that we're all human beings, you know, we're all changeable. We can be happy on a Tuesday, we can be miserable and grumpy on a Wednesday. 
Um, if you remove human beings from the, the experience for a millennial, it makes the, the experience more consistent. Um, now, we can't do that in this environment. Uh, you know, relationships with customers is one of the things that makes our businesses strong. But what we can do is if we formalise our procedures and write them down, we can make sure that whether it's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday or Friday, every customer, whatever the day is, they are coming in and getting the same level of customer service. And uh, the whole service advisor role is obviously a very hot topic um, for us here at the Workshop Whisperer at the moment. Uh, we've just been around the country and done our uh, the first of our Service Advisor Pro two-day intensives where we had uh, our auto repair shop owners on one day and then they brought along their, their service advisor or the person they wanted to train as their service advisor on the second day. And while I recognised that there was a gap in the market and that's why I created this training... I myself was blown away by some of the comments from some of the shop owners, uh, such as one gentleman who came to me and said, I've been in business for 20 years and if I'd had these processes, uh, this information, but most importantly uh, these benchmarking tools uh, back when I started, I would have long since capitalised and profit, uh, profited you know, considerably from my business, but I'm still struggling. Yeah, look, I mean, first of all, I just want to congratulate you for the for the initiative that you're taking with the, with the service advisor training and, and the dedicated service advisor roles because I think it's long overdue uh, and I think it's a f- fantastic initiative on your part. I mean, you know, workshops do spend a lot of time understandably focused on the workshop and finding the right staff in the workshop, but finding a good service advisor is absolutely critical in this day and age. And they will be equally as profitable and in many cases more profitable than your very best technician. Mm. I mean, it's, it, I spent a, a fair bit of time in the States before I came to Australia. And it's well known in that industry that a good service advisor will outperform in terms of profitability um, your best technician. So appointing a good service advisor and making sure they get good quality training is just something they do over there. Um, I'm really glad it's coming here. I'm I'm slightly disappointed and saddened to hear that you know these people have been needing that kind of help for 20 years. But you're right, they have. Mm. Uh, the good news is they're now getting it. Um, and I think it's important uh, while we're talking about this that every single auto repair owner in Australia and New Zealand recognises the importance of, as we said, the importance of regarding the front of house as a separate business unit within your business, um, not just the place where the door is where customers walk in. And they take the idea that we appoint um, a professional service advisor very, very seriously. Mm. It's a critical part of your business now. And I, uh, you know, I've had a chat with you before about, um, you know, some of the concerns and um, sort of objections, if you like, that I had from some shop owners regarding the service advisor training was that uh, having a service advisor in their business wasn't going to work because too many of their customers uh, wanted to speak to them personally. Um, What do you think about that? Um, I think that's been the historic view, but I don't think it's an accurate view. Um, I always use the analogy uh, to workshop owners. It can sometimes be difficult to get workshop owners to uh, see their business from from a, a distance, you know, with a helicopter view, because they're so busy in it all day, every day, in the thick of it. And it is very much like it being in the trenches when you're in a workshop all day, every day. It's, it, you never stop, as you know. Um, so the, the analogy I often use is the only other business I can think of that's similar in a way to a workshop, and that's a restaurant. 
Um, and the reason I use that analogy is because in a restaurant, you've got two distinct parts of the business. You've got the restaurant part, you've got the kitchen, where all the tools are and a lot of the practical stuff goes on. That's where the food's created. That's where the chef is. And then you've got the front of house of the workshop, and that's where all of the customer service and the selling happens. <clears throat> now, if we go to a restaurant, predominantly we go to a restaurant because we've heard the food's good or we've been before and the food's good. But if the front of house service is terrible, you don't go back. No matter how good the food is, customer service front of house is bad, you're not going back. Um, similarly, um, if the customer service is fantastic at the front, but the food's no good, you're not going back then either. So both parts of that business, both of the separate business units, have to be right. So if you think about that analogy in the case of a workshop, you've got the workshop where a lot of the work goes on, all the tools are, and you've got the front of house. Now, in a restaurant, the chef will be doing the cooking and looking after the kitchen staff. You'll have somebody out front in the dedicated role. But the chef will still come out at some point in the evening and talk to the customers. Um, and say hello and thanks for coming and we appreciate your business. There's no reason at all why the workshop owner that you're talking about can't do that. I think the worst thing a workshop owner can be doing is everything. Mm. And, and trying to be fantastic in the workshop and fantastic at the front of house with customer experience rarely works well. But there's no reason at all why you can't have a dedicated service advisor focused on you know, upselling, customer satisfaction, all those things out the front and, and the workshop owner or the senior tech can't come out when the customer comes to pick the car up before they leave just to come out and say, thanks very much for coming in. We really appreciate your business. It's great to see you. He can do both without falling into the trap of trying to wear too many hats. Correct. And it is a great analogy. And, um, and if we think about who is delivering the customer service in the restaurant, the waiter, it's the waiter that's upselling the food. Uh, and take that back into uh, the workshop environment, it's our service advisor that needs to be upselling our services and our repairs. It is. And, and you know, one of, the, one of the resources they're using now in restaurants is digital tablets that explain a little bit about the provenance of the food and where the food's from. And, uh, you know, just like service customers now in the automotive industry, people want as much information as possible before making a decision. Yeah. That's the age we live in. So there are a lot of restaurants now where waitresses and waiters walk around with tablets and if they get asked a question about the food, then they can pull up information about the menu and talk to them about nutritional value or, you know, whether it's uh, sourced um, from the, the right place or not. And, you know, so it's, um, it's, it's exactly that kind of role. Yeah, it is. Okay, so to summarise, I know that we preach from the same prayer book. Um, we're all about profit. We're all about uh, systems and processes, making things consistent um, we definitely, uh, in order to have a successful auto repair shop uh, in this modern age, uh, we need to have two separate businesses, so to speak, inside our business, the workshop and the front of house. And it is vital that we have a dedicated service advisor uh, to ensure that our profits are maximised. So... Richard, it has been uh, amazing to have you here. Thanks for listening to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning workshop whisperer podcast, as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Thanks to platinum sponsor Podium, titanium sponsor Mechanic Desk, and diamond sponsor Ventivid.